You are now listening to an episode of Champagne Problems with Nick Henderson. This is a podcast brought to you by Nine Lives Entertainment and Anchor. Each week I'll be taking a deep dive into the latest headlines of pop culture, getting some random rants off my chest, and also give you a little life advice along the way. I'm so glad you can make it. Now pop your bottle and grab your glass. Champagne Problems starts now. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Champagne Problems with Nick. I am your host, Nick Henderson. Oh, yeah, this has been a week. This has really been a week. Um, so before we even get started, like I just I, I just we just got to take a moment of silence for how this week has been. Okay, now that we got that out the way, now y'all know, this week, when I tell you this week has been ghetto as the fuck, I mean ghetto, this planet is ghetto as fuck, one star would not recommend, I want a refund, all of it, this has been a crazy week, Um, not only in pop culture, but in my personal life. Um, I promise you this is going to be a fun show though We're going <laughs> to get a little escapism going on And and it's going to be alright But before I even get started I just have to acknowledge some things that have been going on with me I have had uh, a death in the family uh, This past Sunday morning My One of my favorite family members ever My great aunt Robin I call her Auntie Robin Auntie Robin passed away Sunday morning from pneumonia in the hospital. And that has just, it just really shattered me because, um, you know, when she went into the hospital and found out it was pneumonia, she had some underlying respiratory issues and things, but it just, nobody thought death and no one thought it was going to be that serious. Everyone just figured like, okay, you know, she's in the hospital, she'll pull through not even pull through we weren't even thinking like that it was just kind of like you know she'll get better and come home and you know we move on but she unexpectedly passed away and that just it's got the family a little rattled so keep us in your prayers with that and um gosh and then turn around uh wednesday night finding out that uh a friend of mine passed away as well um we weren't super close but um you know but we were friends he just was over here at my place a few weeks ago and we were just laughing and reminiscing about just you know younger days and things like that and so it's just he was such a good person shout out to arsenio aka ace everyone called him ace we love you and we are really gonna miss you he was really a a real one for real but um outside of that and you know that being the ghetto part of my week personally we have just had a week full of just hot ghetto mess um (laughs) in pop culture so you know what we can really turn this thing around and have a little fun 
Um, I have a jam-packed show. I'm going to try to get everything out as quickly as I can because I know I'm going to keep everything under an hour because I know, you know, y'all don't want to, y'all got better things to do than to be listening to me all day, although I have a wonderful, sultry, sexy voice. Uh, <laughs> y'all got better things to do than to be listening to me all damn day. So let's just get into these random rants. Okay, so like I said, we're getting ready to have some fun. We're getting ready to turn this thing all the way around. So as I was taking my notes and everything, I always do kind of like a, a bulleted list of topics and, you know, just things that I want to talk about throughout the week. I just jot things down on my phone and all of that. And it occurred to me that, like, this has just been, like I said, just a ghetto-ass week. So today is about all things ghetto, all things that I find to be ghetto as fuck and, you know, all of that. So in my random rants today we're gonna keep it light to begin with i just want to talk about one thing that i noticed that on social media and it's so silly and small but it just it really tickles me and i find it to be just so ghetto and somebody has to say it um (laughs) what is it with y'all in these damn ghetto ass salads can we just can, can we talk like what okay so I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. So there's so so many of you who who are claiming to be. I'm sorry, I can't even get it out. Who are claiming to be on this like healthy journey and your weight loss journey and just all of those kind of things. And I know I'm not the only one. Sometimes you may be friends or follow somebody, and you know a year goes by, and you're like, okay, girl, like you know. <laughs> I see you posting pictures in the gym every day and and plates of food and healthy food and all that, but you have not lost a pound from the naked eye, at least. And it's like, what are you doing? And honestly, that's been a... And listen, I've been going through my own little weight thing for the last couple of years. Um, Someone who's been rail thin my whole life and then, you know, woke up a little thick one day. But anyway, we're not going to get on that. But... um. Yeah, so I, I I was really trying to figure that out. Like, what is going on? What are these people eating? What are they doing? What are they doing wrong? Because I don't want to do the wrong things. <laughs> and it occurred to me when people be like, you know, salad for lunch, and they post a salad. Y'all, and I know y'all have all seen these kind of salads because some of them, the posts have been viral. That's what kills me. And everybody be like, now that's a salad. I'm like, is it? Because... I'm like, what? Where's the lettuce? Like, where? Where is the lettuce? Y'all be having. First of all, let's as someone who is a very good salad maker and a very good cook in general. You know, y'all better ask. Y'all better check my social media. Um, you know, I he gives good plating and good lighting and all of that presentation. And ain't never been to culinary school a day in my life. But anyway, um, I. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by these salads because, like, first of all, y'all be having iceberg lettuce as the base. Let's start there. Now, that's where you went wrong. You already starting off in the hole. First of all, iceberg lettuce is just, a, just like, welcome to the hood, okay? <laughs> like, what, iceberg lettuce, first of all, has no nutritional value. I think the best you think you can get out of it, I guess, is a benefit. I guess it's a little hydration because it's basically water. Um, but it is 
it's the worst. And so we starting off bad. The foundation is rocky. So then we're piling on cheese. Okay, cheese is fine on a little salad, you know, a little sprinkle, a little Parmesan, a little mozzarella, a little blue cheese crumbles, whatever your flavor, whatever type of salad you have. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all be having that shredded sharp cheddar or what you know nacho uh, <laughs> mexican blend and whatever the hell else y'all be having piled on the set like piled on i'd be like okay that's at least half the bag that you have on this damn salad so you just in the wrong then y'all be having most of it is like what I assume to be like a chef salad. So then y'all be having ham chunks, which ugh, this makes me want to gag because I don't like ham. Um, but y'all be having all these like big old ham chunks, which is processed as fuck. Then y'all be having chicken. And first of all, can we stop mixing proteins um, in salads? Sometimes that just really bothers me. Like, can we stick to a protein, please? Like, wh- why are we mixing proteins? Can we just... Can we not? So y'all got ham chunks, cheese, chicken, sometimes fried chicken, which I don't even have to say why that's a problem. Then y'all be having one of the things that's really been, y'all got eggs, you know, y'all have the the stuff that you're supposed to have. Some of y'all throw some onions and some tomato, which is good. But then what really has been killing me is like, when the hell, when did, when did pickles become a part of a salad? I really like somebody is really going to have to explain that to me. Send me the link. What do I need to know? I like y'all be having like 10 pickle spears <laughs> and these damn salads. First of all, that's I like pickles, but I'm like, that's disgusting. First of all, like that pickle juice is making the lettuce soggy and that that like tangy flesh. Ugh. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why we got pickles in the damn salad? I I just, that one just really blows me. Then, 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 to top it all off, you know, and I'm no hater to ranch because I love ranch dressing, but believe it or not, I like ranch on almost everything but a salad. Y'all drown the salad in ranch dressing. I mean, to the point where, the salad is unrecognizable. Like, I just be like, I don't even know what that is. I know it has ranch on it. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'm like, what? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> and I mean, and y'all be going up for these salads, too. That's what kills me. Like, when I, when I post my salads, it'd be like, you know, spring mix and arugula. <laughs> and, you know, like, I'd be giving y'all good, you know, Caucasian woman in America salads, you know, with a little Parmesan cheese, a little red onion, little avocado slices, you know, little cherry tomatoes. I like the colored ones. You know, I have, like, yellow, red, little purple ones, you know, trying to be cute and shit. You know, with my little vinaigrettes that I make myself, like, you know, a little lemon vinaigrette and all that no and y'all be like oh that's cute Uh." but that y'all but then y'all see these ghetto ass salads and y'all be going up like i mean i've seen posts that have been shared that have like hundreds of thousands of you know comments and posts and reshares and i'm just like really that is disgusting um but I just, I don't know. It's something about those. I'm like, that's why you're not losing no damn weight. That's why you don't feel any better than, you know, before you went on your journey <laughs> of of health and all of that. Because that's not, that's not healthy. It's just not healthy. I'm sorry. You just mixed up a bunch of shit and 
you know, I don't know. I guess it makes you feel better because you think you're doing something. But, you know, go off, sis. But those salads need to go, okay? I'm tired of seeing them. I'm tired of seeing the ghetto salads. But anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Another thing that I find to just be so ghetto right now is just like, why do we have such a hard time giving credit where credit is due? Um, Like, seriously, um. I have always been someone since I was a child, like I love complimenting people. Um, it's just and I'm more conscious about it now than I was when I was younger. When I was younger, it really was a, just a natural thing. But now I really make a conscious effort to like compliment people, like whether it is um you know, on social media, whether it's liking your stories, which we'll get to in a minute because I have another topic about that. But um just, you know, when I meet somebody, typically the first thing I do is just like, ah, nice to meet you. And I, I compliment something like whether it's something about their physical features or something they have on. It just breaks the ice, like um, especially in the gay community, like people talk about women being catty. But y'all, child, please, like gay black men are the worst. So what I try to do is to break the ice is sometimes I'll meet a person for the first time, like a gay guy or whatever, and I'll just be like, oh, how you doing? I'll be like, okay, shoes. I like those shoes. Or, you know, like, okay, I see you with that that hat or that da-da-da-da-da or whatever, you know, just to kind of break the ice because, of course, they start giggling and, you know, it, it not that they're even, like, attracted to you like that, but it just breaks the ice and they end up being nice to you for the rest of the night. So, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we just all need that to keep the peace. But... And I mean it like, you know, I really give genuine compliments, but I just realize people just don't give credit where it's due. Um, even when it comes to like um, sharing people's posts about like people's business ventures and and all of that, you know what I mean? Um, people just don't give credit where it's due unless it's some celebrity. And it even had me thinking about even myself and my own personal stuff in my life with um, things that I've done. And I, I say this humbly, I really do, because if you know me, you know I'm not a, a cocky dude or whatever. But, you know, even with this podcast, when I brought this podcast back, I didn't think anybody would really care. Um, and by the way, I she meant to start with that. Y'all have been very supportive of me this time around. Um, the numbers are looking really good for the first episode. I was very proud of that. Um you know, and it's not some astronomical number, but like I just I'm very proud of the support I've gotten because I just wasn't sure if anybody really cared or not. And <clears throat> I had a really hard time with that in the beginning, which is why I kind of walked away. But y'all yeah, really restored my faith in, in the whole podcasting thing. But speaking of that, um, you know, I know podcast is not something original and many people have one and all of that. Um, but I have to say when it comes to my community, meaning the gay black community of Indianapolis, I was one of the first, if not the first with a podcast and everyone had been talking about how they wanted to do one. You know, everyone had, was throwing out, including myself, you know, making posts about like, I think I'm gonna start a podcast and <clears throat> then you never hear anything else about it. I would even see people go as far as posting cover art, like dope cover art. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, they about to do it and never came about. And so when I decided to do it, um, you know, I was just kind of like, all right, I I'm really going to, you know, see this thing out. Well, after I got my podcast and nobody 
really support it. Um, I mean, y'all, because I'm not going to front. Like, it got to the point where I walked away because I was only getting, I took like a huge nosedive and towards the end. And I was only getting like eight listeners a week for like six weeks in a row. And I was like, I'm done with this shit. Like, this is crazy. Like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, you know. And when I stopped, people were texting me like, what happened to your podcast? And what happened? I'm like, girl, I didn't even know you listened to my podcast. Like, go to hell. Like, I didn't, you know, like it was just one of those things that it really frustrated me. But I say all that to say, after I went under, so to speak, you know, I walked away from it. Um, and this is no shade to anybody. Everybody started jumping out with a podcast. And some of them I know were people who followed mine and who listened to mine and you know whatever and I think it created this kind of thing of like oh well if he could do it then you know then I can I can surely do it and it that's true um but I think sometimes the how it's the thought process behind that had a different meaning a different connotation you know and I, you know, anyway, and there were some people who, who had no problem saying to me, like, you know, okay, I'm I'm about to start this podcast, like, wh- what's a good platform to go to, or whatever, whatever, and I love those people who did that, but there were some people who never asked me any questions, and came out with a podcast, and some people should have asked me some questions, uh, but yeah, I wasn't mad at it, but I, I, I felt a little, um, a little snubbed a bit because no one, no one really gave me the my my dues in that and saying you know because the truth is, I inspired quite a few people to start podcasts, and um, like I said, some have been very gracious, and you know I wasn't mad because and and the thing is there were. All the podcasts that that came out surpassed me. Um, they all surpassed me, you know. And of course, I'm not in their analytics, but I could just tell by the, you know, engagement and everything that they get. Um, and everyone's doing really well, and they're still going strong. And I, I, well, most of them. And I like, you know, I like to see that. But it was never really made known that, you know, I was kind of the the pioneer in that in my community and it took someone else to actually bring it to my attention and I was kind of like man I really never thought about it but then when I did it was like hmm yeah you know and the same thing goes for me as I mentioned in my first episode if you haven't listened go back and listen to that but um you know I do events I'm a party promoter and mostly in the black LGBT scene and um the scene was kind of pitiful um for a while for the last several years and that's no shade to anybody that's been throwing parties because they you know not all of them were unsuccessful and you know and you know you, you do your best like for real that is no shade um because it is not easy but um you know myself and my business partner and friend came along shout out to Evan, and um we kind of killed the game like you know we came out and just we really kind of just woke the scene up and um after we started having just a couple of successful events honestly just a couple um people started coming out of the woodwork doing 
different things and wanting to do different social clubs and you know other people doing other type of club events and different um just different things in the community and again wasn't mad at all because honestly a lot of people were doing things that were a little different um but i felt like oh i know why y'all did this though y'all were inspired by what y'all watched me do and so y'all felt like again okay he got out there and did that so so can i and again the part that bothered me a little bit was that nobody kind of was just like you know, oh, well, we were inspired, you know, Nick started doing this and it, it, it made me want to do my part and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It just everyone just had all this whole like, you know, when I thought about this and this was created on the the strength of blah, 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 you know, and all the, all this fancy wording and all that. And I'm like, girl, cut the shit. You wanted to do it because you saw that I was potentially making some good money and you decided that you wanted to get in on it and and hope that it was successful. And like I said, some people have come out and been very successful in what they're doing. I'm not going to shout anybody out right now because if I miss anybody, I don't want nobody to be mad. Um but I actually am very proud of a lot of the things that have come about in the scene since I started doing my events. But, um, you know, I, I just I realize people just need to give credit where credit is due. You know, I'm not saying I deserve some, you know, whatever, some community award or blah, 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 whatever. But I will say that once I started doing my events, I kind of woke the scene up. Everybody's got all this stuff going on and and same thing with the podcast. Like everyone has a podcast now and everyone's doing great, but I'm like, don't forget, don't forget that, you know, especially in the podcast thing in my community. Like, come on now, I was kind of the OG. So just saying, but anyway, uh moving on from that what else did I want to talk about? Oh, another thing I want to talk about that is so good <laughs> is you damn social media crushes that don't get the hint. I got to take a sip of my little tea on this. Oh, yeah, I'm drinking. I had McDonald's today. Do not judge me. Um, and I've had this McDonald's sweet tea since like one o'clock. The ice is melted and it still tastes like an entire bag of sugar is in the cup. Um, I'm not going to go to sleep probably till one o'clock this day of morning. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> so I know some of y'all have like social media crushes, right? I think we all do. And, you know, some are celebrity and some are people that, you know, we actually know or maybe they live in another city, but they're not famous or whatever. So I have a few on my list, maybe a good handful or whatever that I'm like really, really into. Right. And some of them are you know in my city and I I see them and all that and I think some know and some don't but I'm one of those crush people I really don't want you to know unless something's gonna come up <laughs> but um what kills me though is the ones that just don't get the hint and I don't know it just it cracks me up like I'm not even gonna front I'm putting myself out there like if I hit you with like five hearts in your story like bruh like Come on, like, you know what time it is. <laughs> when I hit you with, what does it make on face when you hit the heart set? When I hit you with <laughs> with five or six of them, like, and then I hit the, get the message back, like, thanks, boo. I'm like, oh, like, I want you to touch my dingaling, okay? Like, I want, <laughs> like, why don't you get it? Like, come on now. 
I think some be playing kind of hard to get though, but I don't be having time to be trying to, you know, slide in the DM like that. But anyway, like it just, um, it it just cracks me up, like um, about how some of them don't get the hint, or why is it always imbalanced? Like the ones that you really really like, they kind of brush you off a little bit, and then you have some of your own that when you realize you're their the crush and you're like oh my god leave me alone like like i have some people that <laughs> i don't care what i post like they will be in my inbox commenting on that and i'm like why did you just make the comment publicly or you know whatever or what's the thing that really gets on my nerve the infamous go to bed i don't even respond i usually the next morning i'll be like i did I was asleep because <laughs> um, we all know what go to bed means like come on now but yeah like the social media crush thing is just getting out of hand it's just it's getting a little ghetto but anyway I just thought I'd touch on that real quick um my last thing in random rants is oh goodness so can we stop always trying to like pit black women against each other and and always create some sort of war that doesn't need to be made and what i'm talking about is so recently la reed if y'all don't know who la reed is he's a big time music executive he used to be over uh he created LaFace records with babyface they're responsible for you know babyface uh, i mean babyface usher tlc tony braxton the list goes on and on and on um he um was on the reel and he made a comment they were asking him who he thinks should you know do the next versus battle and so he said he would love to see a mariah carey and beyonce now y'all know me i'm a big 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 beyonce fan um i'm actually a big destiny's child fan um and so i love all the members equally you know except farah but anyway um but yeah, you know, so I love all the members of Destiny's Child and I really I support all of them. And um I it it didn't really make sense to me at first cuz I'm like, well, they're kind of two different eras like, you know, Mariah is is the one that opened the door for a Beyoncé, you know what I mean? And so I just thought, mm, I don't know if that really would match and, you know, Mariah's catalog is so big and and stylistically, it's a little different because, you know, yeah, Mariah did up tempos and kind of mix hip hop at a certain point. And of course, her remixes are everything. But um, I just feel like it would be a little imbalanced because Mariah would be hitting us with greatest love. Greatest, I was about to say a Whitney song. Yeah, I cannot. Vision of love and things like My All, and which is my favorite Mariah song, by the way, My All. Um, and you know, just all these ballads and I, you know, and Beyonce is coming through with single ladies and crazy in love and, you know, diva and things like that. And it's no shade to that over there because I love those songs. Um, but I just feel like it's a bit imbalanced. Beyonce doesn't have a lot of like big ballads like that. Um, and so of course it stirred up all of this, you know, everybody being like, oh, you know, Mariah would dust Beyonce and that's not even fair competition and da 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 and all of this. And just another way, of course, to discredit Beyonce as always. But um I just feel like like why do we always do that? And for me, versus is not about that for me. I know it's the whole hit for hit thing. I just enjoy actually watching them either 
listen to their music and talk about the backstories of, you know, how the records came about, you know, and the or performances if they do it. I know, like, I enjoyed the Brandy and Monica one, even though they weren't singing. Um, I still really enjoyed that one. But then I, I love the Escape SWV. I think that's my favorite one so far. But I love girl groups, though. So, um, you know, and they performed, like, especially Escape. Um, and so I just it's not that's what it's about for me it's just about like to me it's like camaraderie and just like you know just saluting each other's catalog and all of that and of course the mariah beyonce thing everyone's just making it like the stan war the, the lambs and beehive and i'm like oh y'all give me a break like and i love me some mariah by the way i really do um as a matter of fact mariah was one of my favorites when i was really young before destiny's child came out i actually i really liked mariah um like I was obsessed, probably like most kids. I loved the fantasy remix. I loved that song. Um and um yeah, so like I've always been a big fan of Mariah. Um But then it's just like, you know, now but if we are gonna start comparing, like let's be clear, like, yes, Mariah has the bigger catalog and arguably a stronger catalog. Um and of course, she's had much bigger accomplishments. I mean, you know, she's she's a huge artist um, when it comes to the charts and all of that. But let's be clear: if both of them were holding a mic and singing these songs, Beyonce would win. If we if we keep in score, <laughs> let's be clear about that. So, um, and let's just be, I mean, honest: neither one of them would do it. If they did, I would be very, very surprised. Um, and honestly, I don't even know how that would go anyway because both of them are perfectionists in their own way. Like, I just feel like Mariah would be on so much like BS with lighting and what camera angle and her good side, which I think is amusing that she thinks she has a good side. But anyway, um, I, I just, I, I'm just kind of like. You know, that would get on my nerves a bit, you know, because I feel like there would be people out there with fans and holding up light and she's just so extra in that way. And then Beyonce is a perfectionist on a whole nother level. Like her performances, I feel like would be full on like tour <laughs> productions. Like I just feel like it it would just be it would take the intimacy out of verses to me because I feel like Beyonce would want to do it like from a satellite location and a, like I just feel like it would just be a whole extra production and yeah they would just kind of kill the mood with the extraness I just couldn't see Beyonce sitting on a stool being like so the next song is blah 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 like <laughs> I just don't see her doing that um and Mariah either really you know so it's just I don't know but I'm just like can we stop pitting black uh, women against each other all the time like even in those posts that you know kind of go viral of when it's like four artists and it's like one gotta go who is, you never see white artists in those posts white people don't make those comparisons like you know what I mean of like oh you know who is it Adele or Christina Aguilera who's the better you know only for whatever reason culturally we do that where we always kind of pitting the black girls against each other and it's always women we never really do that with we do it a little bit with rappers i guess male rappers but even that's kind of past that was kind of a big thing in the 90s i feel like but now it's all about women we just always put black women against each other and that's just ghetto as fuck we need to stop doing that 
So that's all I have to say about that. But I mean, I will say I I do I would love a Mariah Beyonce battle. I don't think it makes much sense, honestly, but I still think it would be good. Um, I just think Mariah and Beyonce are two people that, honestly, they're the two artists right now that it would be weird putting them with someone you don't know who to put them against because on Mariah's side people are saying maybe Mary J Blige which makes a bit of sense and then people are saying Tony Braxton who I love but I feel like with Tony Tony's catalog is not that big I mean it's big but the bulk of her hits were in her early couple of albums and I don't know. It just this seems a little bit imbalanced. And Mary, of course, has a large catalog and a lot of his. But I just feel like stylistically, again, that doesn't really fit. And then on the Beyonce side, you know, people are like, who the hell would she go against as a, a peer? Because that's the thing. I don't think people realize like Mariah and Beyonce are two, arguably two of the biggest, if not the two biggest female artists alive. Um However, they're not peers in my eyes. I just feel like it's that kind of big sister, little sister thing. Um, And so, I don't know, you know, because even with Beyonce, people are like, well, maybe Rihanna. And I'm like, that's almost, I feel the same way about a Beyonce and Rihanna as I do with Beyonce and Mariah. I just feel like it's two different eras. It's it because Beyonce came out in the 90s with Destiny's Child. So it's just kind of like, she got a head start and I don't know and that would be really the only girl contemporary girl that she could go against so it just doesn't really make sense I would much rather see a Destiny's Child versus another girl group and the only girl group that would be that would work that would make a little sense would be TLC and I remember t uh, Boss saying she would be down for that but she says she and I don't blame her for she says she doesn't think Beyonce would want to do it and um she said she would even do it if if Kelly and Michelle wanted to do it with her and Chili. But then Beyonce would that would people would drag Beyonce if she didn't do it. Like they would be like, really, you think you're too good for verses or whatever. You know what I mean? So it just it really wouldn't work out. So, um, yeah. But anyway, stop pitting black women against each other. That's ghetto. But anyway, let's get into these hot topics because, like, I have several. So, uh, yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so let's get into these hot topics because, like I said, I have several to cover. And because it's been it's just been a ghetto week, y'all. So the first one I want to get into is this whole versus battle uh, with three, six mafia and bone thugs and harmony. So I did not watch it. Um, you know, nothing against either one, but you know, it's like, okay, I like the singles from in the day and, uh, you know, all right, God bless. Like that's, that's all I have. Like I'm, I'm not invested in either one of them. So I didn't plan on watching. Um, but of course, you know, I caught the, the clips and people were posting in real time on social media. And so <laughs> of course I saw that there was a bit of a physical altercation that took place. And so I guess apparently, um, and I feel like such a white woman reading. So Busy Bone uh, <laughs> threw a bottle of water at Juicy J. And I guess he was saying something like he felt like people were mocking him while he was performing one of the songs or whatever, which I'm like, grow up. Um, but 
it was very short lived. It was quick, and the the they end up reconciling and and kind of moving on or whatever. But it just, I'm like, y'all so goddamn ghetto. Like, first of all, it was all I knew it was going to be ghetto just because of who who it was, you know. But I was just like, the the problem is, I'm like, y'all got too many niggas on the damn stage. It was way too many people, um, you know, on the stage, and. I just have a thing about grown people fighting. That was really what I wanted to talk about in this. It's just that, you know, for those of you who really know me, know I can't stand fighting. Like, I think violence and just fighting and all that is so whack and it's it's so unnecessary 99% of the time. Now, there is sometimes there is a 1% that it's like, all right, you know, you may have to slap a bitch. But it's just like, I don't, I don't really... It's just never really been my thing. Like I, you literally, which I know puts me at a disadvantage and I always say this, like you have to hit me for me to even put my hands on you. Um, and it's just so for me, it's like a self-defense thing. Like, but I don't even and I have. A, oh, my God. I think the last time I, I did have to put my little hands on somebody probably in like 2014 or something like that. But we won't go there. But. But uh, anyway, like, but that's just one of those things. Like, I just think, and these niggas are grown as fuck. Like, I'm like, y'all are like 50. If not 50, y'all are knocking at 50's door. And I'm like, y'all on stage being ghetto as fuck, fighting um, and throwing water bottles and shit. Like, what are you doing? And then hiding behind people. That was just a weird thing to me. Um, And I just, I just think that fighting is so ghetto. Like, we have got to learn to use our damn words um we can have a heated argument or a passionate exchange or whatever it is but why do we have to go to blows to do it i just i don't know i've never been big on that like i'm the person i can't stand i leave when it happens at a kickback when the lights come on at the club i'm out the door like i don't have time for that like it's just i think it's so ghetto don't get me started about fighting in relationships um because we'll be here all that'll be the whole show um but i i just it's all just a bunch of bullshit like i just think it's so whack to be grown people and fighting like can we leave that on the schoolyard on the playground please um that's really all i have to say about that is that fighting is ghetto and you know like cut it out anyway um oh jesus now this one Oh, so Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Lord help us. So of course y'all know Jesse from Empire from Empire. And um almost three damn years ago, he um was allegedly attacked in Chicago in the middle of the night while going to get something to eat by two men who he uh, identified as two men who he identified as white men um who beat him up tied a noose around his neck poured bleach on him called him gay slurs and said something about uh made a reference to like maga and that kind of thing and initially of course everybody was like oh my god you know that's so sad and you know it's a hate crime and the whole thing well if y'all remember things kind of quickly turned because people were kind of like well what was he doing that in the middle of the night in cold ass Chicago <laughs> um, going to get something to eat? And the story just started getting a little fishy for people. 
So it ended up getting turned around and Chicago PD is, you know, alleging that it was a, a, a plan like hoax thing to get media attention. And they really been been standing 10 toes down on that. Um, now, I have to say I had an unpopular opinion in the beginning and I still kind of do, which I will get to. But um, I believed him at the time of everything was going on and the reason why is because we not we're not talking about somebody that was a struggling actor trying to get on he was on a huge show at the currently at the time and um everything was going very well you know he was working on music and he was really having his moment. So he didn't need a media frenzy. I keep holding on to that. I'm like, there was nothing that he needed to gain from this kind of a situation. Um, so then it, it turned and it turns out to be these two black men who, you know, are the alleged uh, suspects of the ones who actually did the quote unquote jumping and all of that. And, you know, and he knows they the two of them know Jesse and it just started getting crazier and crazier and crazier. So it kind of died out. Jesse went away and all of that. And now he's on trial um, this week and more details are coming out. And now it's got people really being like, wait, what? <laughs> because now he's admitting to he's still saying sticking to the fact that this was a real attack, you know, and all of that. But he's saying that, you know, he does know these two guys and one of them worked uh, on the Empire set. They uh, had a bit of a sexual relationship, which the guy denied, I believe, at one point. But he was saying that, you know, they've done coke together and they went to I know I said that so casually, but uh, they <laughs> they did coke together and went to Steamworks. Steamworks is this popular, popular gay bathhouse in Chicago. So I've heard. Um, no, I've actually never been, but, um, you know, but everybody in the community knows about Steamworks and, um, and so apparently they went there and they've had sexual dealings and blah, 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 blah. And I guess some of this was like, you know, a few days leading up to, uh, this attack. And so, um, of course it's got the media going crazy and they're just like, okay, I knew he was lying. He's so fraudulent and he, you know, ruined his career. He's so stupid. And we knew he was hiding stuff and blah, 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 blah. So again, I have another unpopular opinion. I honestly, I'm still holding on to the fact that I, I think he might be telling the truth about the attack. Um, Again, I just don't see what he would make that up for if he and I talked about this during when I had my original podcast, this story broke and I talked about it then. Um, but I was, you know, I remember saying then, like, if he really made this whole thing up, he ha he needs to be mentally evaluated, like something is truly wrong with him mentally, like there's something psychologically going on in his brain that's like a serious thing to just make this up or to feel like you want to, uh, you know, pull this hoax to get media attention because it wasn't, 
he didn't need the attention. I keep going back to that. He was not in need of media attention. So I'm not really buying this whole thirsty thing. But of course, now that these details are coming out, that there's been drugs and sex involved and this kind of thing, it's making people look at him differently and kind of turn on him. Here's what I think. And it's only because I'm I'm coming from a perspective of a gay black male. He just didn't want to put his tea out there like that. That nobody wants to, as a big time famous actor who's currently on the tip of everybody's tongue, you know, in Hollywood. No, he didn't want to come forth and admit that like, oh, well, yeah, I do know these people. And we were doing coke and at the bathhouse in Chicago, like. No, he didn't want to put that out there just for those reasons in general, nothing else, you know, and I um, what I believe has happened. My my theory is that everything was fine, that he everything that Jesse said is true about them, you know, doing the drugs, having sex, blah, 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 blah. I feel like something there's still a piece that hasn't been told, but I feel like what happened is something went left between them. And that's what led to the attack. I do still think that Jesse was set up. I really think that. I think he was set up and now they're trying to turn it on him and make it out to be like he was doing, made up this whole thing and that he was paid to do it. You know, because they're like, oh, they were given $3,500 to do it. First of all, $3,500 is not really any money. Like, to get some to to fake uh, an attack a hate crime and all of that that's not adding up to me either so that's another reason why I'm like really because even if let's just say all this is true it's like y'all are some stupid niggas for taking $3,500 it's two of y'all y'all taking $3,500 to pretend jump him or whatever whatever like that doesn't even make any sense <clears throat> I think that he's being set up I really do um, you know, the big discrepancy right now, though, is because he described people that were white. He said they had pale skin and these guys are they and they have like African names. So they're as black as they come. And not, I ain't saying that in no shady way, because I have to say they they are, you know, I mean, we know why Jesse was doing coke and going to the bathhouse with him. I just say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of like, I think things just went left because I also think there's a bit of a DL situation going on and y'all have to understand people who are not in the LGBT community, um, you have to understand black men will go to, um, any length to, um, protect their sexuality. So, I think that that's what's happening here. And, um, I, I, you know, and I could be wrong about the whole thing. And I'm really not a naive dude, but I just I don't think that Jesse he may not be telling all the, the full truth about what exactly is going on and some missing pieces to the puzzle. But I don't think he made this attack up. And I don't. Yeah. I, I, I And I wouldn't be surprised if the guys didn't do something like paint their their skin pale or whatever and actually jumped him for real because of something that went left that we don't know anything about 
I, I, you know, you, it just there's so many different ways and different scenarios that this could have went. But of course, it's easy just to say, oh, he made the whole thing up. And I feel like because it's not even a black thing, it's a gay thing. I, and even us black gay men, we are all of us are just quick to be like, oh, she lied. And for those of y'all don't know, we call everybody a, a she and a girl. Especially when we're being shady. Uh, but it's just kind of like, you know, everybody's like, oh, she lied. Miss Thing is just, a, you know, a stunt queen and this and this and this and that. And I I think it's just easy to take that route. But I, I just don't see what he would gain from that. And like I said, I just think there's more to it. And it eventually will come to light, maybe. Um I just feel bad because even if Jesse's proven innocent in this whole trial, he's already lost in life as far as his career. And I think that's what's so unfortunate. Um, I'm glad to see that his family is sticking by him and things like that. Um, but it's it's tough. But I think because he's gay, it's just easy to just write it off as like, oh, he's just making this up. I think that's what why Chicago PD is going so hard about it. Um I think it's just kind of like, oh, this silly little gay boy. I really think that's what it is. Like, people think that people are racist, but when it comes to homophobia, like, you get really written off about a lot of stuff. I mean, even in domestic stuff, when gay couples, gay black couples get into fights and things like that, and the police is called, when the police comes, they really have no interest in what's really going on. They have a very, I've witnessed it, I'm not, I've never been in a domestic, but I have witnessed it where, you know, the police have come and they just really don't give a damn. Like, it's just kind of like, whatever. They have, they don't treat it the same as a heterosexual couple and things like that. And so I know how the police, and Chicago PD is one of the shadiest police departments in the country. So, they're not credible anyway so i don't know why we were ever believing them to begin with um you know and i think with the whole cocaine thing coming involved and sex being revealed it makes the story icky to straight people in 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 law uh in the legal system and so it's just easy for them to kind of write it off because it's like oh see mm -hmm, he's just some you know drug craze sex you know sex fiend gay but like you know they're they're making they're kind of sex shaming to me in this whole trial um and you know it is what it is that's nothing new but I, I hope he kind of comes out on top and there's I hope there's something that gets revealed that really puts him in in a good space but it, it's not looking good so but the whole thing is and the reason why this whole thing is so ghetto is because I'm like why are we talking about this shit almost three years later like there's been so there's so many other important cases that are going on and so many real issues that are that are going on that it's like why are they trying to nail Jesse to do cross but it, it's just it's just a mess but anyway moving on from that uh now from one ghetto thing to the next oh goodness tristan thompson so if you, those of you don't know tristan thompson is a nba player um he's more famously a <laughs> boyfriend and baby daddy of chloe kardashian so he's in the news for it's like deja vu he's in the news again for 
uh, allegedly making a baby with some personal trainer chick in Dallas. Um, I didn't jot her name down because I don't really care. But um, she is uh, saying that, you know, she was uh, the baby was conceived in March um and you know he's the daddy and you know she's asking for paternity and blah 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 and the whole thing so the reason of course it's making big headlines is because chloe and tristan although they've been on again off again um they were i guess judging from the timeline they were together during this conception of of this alleged child or whatever so um you know, so it's just deja vu in the in the press of, you know, him doing Chloe dirty and, and all of that. And so a lot of people have a lot to say about it. Um, and I'm not I'm not surprised by the, the reaction. First of all, I'm not surprised by the story in general um, because Tristan is trash. And I just hate because he's such a handsome man. Um, and he's just but he's trash and he really needs to figure out do some soul searching and figure out what he's got going on inside of him because cheating is always about what you have going on internally um and not um not anything else most of the time it's not about your partner or anything like that <coughs> excuse me uh, um but he's trash like he is trash 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 and um but of course a lot of people are dragging chloe um because some inside source came out and said you know that chloe is hurt by this because she she was surprised because she really wanted him to do better and she trusted him this time around and on and on and on and you know so people are online dragging chloe like oh girl you so stupid girl you you know this whole thing about how dumb she is and nobody feels sorry for her and you know she knew what she was getting herself into and blah 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 and all of that and here's my thing i know a lot of people have thing something against the kardashians and again i have an unpopular opinion about that i really like the kardashians i respect them as as uh, entrepreneurs and things that they've done i don't give a damn how it was started you know i don't care that it was the whole sex tape thing with kim we were so that's so 2008 like why do we care about that anymore they have taken uh their careers and actually have created huge brands tangible brands not just famous for being famous and all that they actually have tangible products tangible brands and all of that and they are they're doing great at it i also don't like the narrative that they are these blood suckers of 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 black men that somehow they drive black men crazy and make them insane and all of that i'm like are you come on now um we have to hold our black men accountable you know what i mean chloe did not make lamar do drugs lamar did uh same thing with tristan she didn't drive him to be a whore he was a whore when she met her kanye was absolutely fucking nuts before he got with kim so just because he's showing it a little more now doesn't mean that kim drove him to that you know um and then we can even go further and and step outside of black men like you know uh courtney didn't make 
Scott a cheater and a drug user and you know all this kind of stuff that was Scott's life and his decisions and Chris Jenner didn't drive um you know Bruce to transition to become Caitlyn Bruce was running around in dresses in the 70s on the low before he had actually met uh Chris y'all better get with it like grow up like I just hate to see that you know I look at the Kardashians sometimes and take out who they are sometimes and their big their their fame and all that and at the end of the day they are women and you know and I'm always going to be an advocate for women I'm always going to also say when things that don't look right or also you know whatever a spade is a spade and all that but just this constant thing of them being whores and 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 uh gold diggers and and all of that i'm like i the most i will give you is maybe saying that they are attention seekers i I can give you that they they their whole life has been on reality shows they like the press all of that but to say that they have this like malicious intent to you know and they drive men crazy and this kind of thing like get out of here with that you know that's just another way to to you know down them and I just I don't I'm not going for that but anyway back to Chloe and Tristan so like you know so of course I think they're not together now and all of that but oh and Tristan um, was granted a gag order that he he gave that he requested to the to this alleged baby mom so now the case is sealed and now you can't even find it anymore in like public records and all of that and I'm like, okay, it's his, it's his child, you know, once again, you out horn around and, you know, whatever. So it is what it is, but it just made me think about just like toxic relationships in general. And, you know, I know that's such a hot phrase right now when people throw that out there so much. Um, but, you know, it, we've come to a point where like we really have to recognize a toxic relationship for what it is and really learn to just get out you know I have been in one myself I've been in more than one not all my relationships have been toxic though but you know I I, I've learned my lessons from those and it's just like when I see those signs I'm just I don't deal with it you know I don't deal with it And so many of us, you know, we have been in those situations and we stay way past the expiration date. And, you know, that's what Chloe's doing. And I think, you know, people are just dragging her about how dumb she is. And I'm like, girl, you typing that right now sitting in your house and you can't stand your baby daddy. And and he don't have a job, you know, a place of his own to stay, his own money, nothing. You know, so I'm like, at least Tristan is an athlete (laughs) and Chloe doesn't need any damn money. But anyway. I just find that, you know, we shouldn't be so quick to judge people who stay around in toxic relationships. We need to encourage them about how they don't how they deserve better and they don't need to be in that. You know, that's like with Chloe, as famous as she is, as wealthy as she is, um, you know, she's a good looking girl, all of that. She seems to be a cool person. You know, she's really everybody's favorite Kardashian sister. Um she seems to be a lot more authentic than the rest of them and you know just all of that um 
there's something in her, though, that she doesn't feel good about herself. And there's something there that is causing a little low self-esteem. And she needs to, to dig into that. And it also just shows that no matter how much you have going on positive in your life, you still can have these internal battles. And so that's what I really look at. It's just that both of them really are wounded people, both her and Tristan. And they are just really hurting themselves and hurting each other and so it just happens to be something that we see publicly but you know this happens every day we've we've seen it for our friends sisters cousins but whatever and we've been through it ourselves so i think we just need to have a little more compassion about the situation and and you know and also you know sweep your own porch because you know many of us have been in toxic relationships and many of us are in them friendships toxic relationships with family you know all of that so it's just like you know just think about yourself for a moment and you know we need to start encouraging instead of just always so quick to drag people you know and I love entertainment and blogs and all those things that's why I do what I do on this podcast but sometimes I get very annoyed with comment sections because people just you know we're in a generation that it's just people are keyboard thugs and just say whatever the fuck they want to say and it all comes from such a negative place um and we just you know we just need to do better with that so you know shout out to chloe k hopefully she gets things together um and what else do i have here oh so Todrick Hall, Todrick Hall, y'all may know Todrick Hall. He got his start on American Idol, but he didn't really place that high. He basically became famous after a viral video doing um, what were those things called? Like, uh, I don't even remember what they were called. But where you would like just break out in a dance routine in the middle in public and whatever whatever i don't know why can i cannot think like a fly of something i don't remember what the hell it was called anyway um he became kind of famous for doing a beyonce kind of thing he's a big beyonce fan anyway um i think tajra call is kind of like this generation's rupaul um he's a talented guy makes music uh he's into acting um he's a great dancer um, he's a good looking guy, the whole thing. Um, he's also really good friends with Taylor Swift. <coughs> um, anyway, so he had a robber, a home robbery. Um, I don't know, a little while back and he, you know, showed pictures of things of the robbery and, and what was stolen. It was like thousands of dollars of like Louis Vuitton, stuff and things that were stolen out of his house when he was out of town and um he just recently revealed within the last week that it was actually a friend of his a good friend of his um he won't reveal the name of the friend or blast them but um for fear of you know revenge but you know he was just kind of going on about how you know he's so hurt because you know they were very close and that you know somebody would do this to him and so on and so forth so I'm I'm torn between this story and I know I was just talking about having compassion for people. Um but Todrick kind of works my nerve a bit and I I'm I'll tell you why. Um Todrick is equivalent to me to a white woman 
appropriating black culture and being famous off of it. And I know that sounds a little crazy since he's a black man. But uh, to me, he's only a black guy when it's convenient. Um, and listen, I know when you are in different spaces in your life and your career and, uh, you know, economic status and, you know, social economic status, all of that, you're kind of in different circles and all of that, but there's just not a lot of diversity around him. If you go through his Instagram and take a hard swipe, it's hard to find a person of color. Um, everybody he's around is white. Um, and it's, it's not that I'm judging necessarily that he hangs around with white people because I grew up in a kind of heavily white environment myself and had many white friends and all of that. But it just seems to be a preference for him. Um, you know, even guys he dates, anytime he's public about a guy he's dating, it's always a white guy. Um, most of his dancers are white guys. Um, just, just all the way around. And yet he's famous on all the, like the gay black lingo and all that. And that's what I said. Sometimes it's just, he almost comes off like a white person stealing, jacking the culture and becoming famous off of it. He reminds me of RuPaul in that way because I I like RuPaul much better, but I, I actually feel that way slightly about RuPaul. Um, but I, I just, um, there's been talk for word on the curb for years is that um, Todrick doesn't pay people <laughs> you know and so although he revealed that you know he's not gonna say who the friend is for fear of revenge there's been a lot of swirling around that the robbery itself may have been an act of revenge <laughs> from something that he may have done and I kind of believe that I you know I know it's just a conspiracy but I, I kind of believe that there's just something about Todrick I don't trust and I don't know if it's the colored contacts or the fact that he talks like a damn Kardashian born and raised in Calabasas but um I just oh I cannot stand a black dude that like talks like this and like oh my god and I'm like girl you were born and raised in the south like cut it out cut it out and he stays with a fresh pair of colored contacts um, like Kenya Moore. Um, anyway, ooh, I know that was shady, but anyway, um, you know, and I'm just kind of like, grow up, like grow up. I, so I, he kind of irks me in a lot of ways, but I think he's very talented. You know, it's just like, I'm always kind of on the fence about him, you know? And I think, yeah, he's very prideful that he's good friends with Taylor Swift. And it's just all this white approval thing that it just, I don't know. It just bothers me. And he's very famous and off of his audience is very white, you know, that's who's supportive of him. And, you know, I get it, you know, you get in where you fit in, but he just irks me a little bit. And I feel like that, you know, we talk about Jesse <laughs> and things, you know, lying and things like that. I feel like Todrick, there's some pieces to that puzzle, this robbery thing that we're not being told. And I, I'm interested to find out more of that later but you know good luck to him he's got insurance and all of that he said and blah 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 blah. i think he blasted the insurance company because i think they're taking a long time with his check or whatever but you know i'm sure that'll get handled but it's just like mm, i don't know something about that seems a little fishy something in the milk ain't clean 
you know, I I hope that it was no foul play on Todrick's behalf. Um, but when that's an inside job by somebody that you consider a close friend, there's more to that. You know, I have two best friends. I don't care if we got into a little tiff and argued and didn't talk for a few weeks, a few months. They're not going to come and break in my damn house. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't and, and specifically still like expensive things. That sounds like you owe somebody some money. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, good luck to you, boo. Good luck. Um, but I have two more little hot topics and, you know, I'm gonna get out of y'all here. Um, one is, I don't even know if y'all care about, but I grew up in the church. So I, I kind of care about this story, but, um, there is a big mega pastor, a white mega pastor though. Thank the Lord. He is white in this situation but his name is joel olstein joel olstein has a church in houston texas and he is like you know king of church in houston texas he's like the white td jakes <laughs> what td jakes is in dallas that's what joel olstein is in in houston and um they had a robbery that they reported a few years back back in actually more than a few years in 2014 that they had a robbery of that they were missing six hundred thousand dollars um missing from a safe that was a combination of checks and cash and it was from member contributions made on march 8th and march 9th of that year first of all let's let's just take a moment for that they had six hundred thousand dollars in in member contributions made on two days six hundred thousand dollars let's just take a second and digest that like over half a million dollars was made basically on a sunday we in the wrong business but anyway i'm about to start me a damn church um I mean, because I know, you know, like I said, I grew up in the church, so I know mega churches and I know that they bring in a lot of money and things like that. But I didn't I didn't know it was quite like that. I really didn't. I don't think I ever really got into the financials like that. You know, you just see the preachers with their private planes and this and that. But six hundred thousand dollars was made in two days. Like Jesus, Christ, like they are they, they're making a lot of money anyway. Um and so they reported it stolen and blah, blah, blah. Well, randomly, there was a radio station in Houston that was asking for callers to call in about the subject was something about like weird things that happen on the job or something like that along those lines. And a guy called in and said he's a plumber and he was recently doing a job at a mega church, uh, Lakeview Church, I think is the name of Joel Seen's church. And that uh, he was doing a plumbing job. And when they removed the toilet from the wall, that um, inside of the wall, there was hundreds of envelopes that came falling out on the floor. And they all had combinations of cash and checks. And he said it was hundreds of envelopes. So now an investigation is being run. I've seen that that has a tie to the missing money in 2014. Now, this is why this story is so damn ghetto to me is because, first of all, like I said in the beginning, I'm glad that it's not a black church because they will be dragged through the mud right now for being crooks and this and this and that before an investigation would even be, you know, run. Um, I my opinion of this is that to me, obviously, it's an inside job where I'm not where I'm a little fuzzy on if I'm not I, I, I wonder if Joel Osteen himself is in on the job 
Um, that is what I'm kind of on the fence about. It's definitely an inside job. Money comes up missing from the safe and gets put in a wall in the bathroom on the property because that's what it sounds like to me. And I feel like if it because if it was an outside job, you wouldn't be storing money. You wouldn't have had the time to put the money <laughs> in the wall of the bathroom and it's still there. Something about that feels very fishy. I'm actually going to be following that damn story like I work for the for Houston local news or something. But because I, I have got to find out what happens with that. But um, I think it's definitely foul play inside of the church. But mega churches have such big staffs and, and just like it could be something honestly Joe has no idea about. However, I'm leaning a little towards that he does and that he may be caught up in a little something uh, because Christian or not, you know, white men are, are shysty. So um, <laughs> as my mother would say, so I, I just I don't know. That one is just mm -mm, it's, it's looking a little looking a little funny. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm just kind of thrown off by that whole story, but because I'm just like, well, why are you saving it? And what's going on? Like, I don't know. It just, it feels like a movie plot. It really does. It, it's, it's worse than an episode of Greenleaf, the show that used to come on. Own. Like, I, I don't know. That seems very, very suspicious to me. Um, and it just, what I don't like about the story that makes it just so damn ghetto. It's just that like, it, it just, it makes people keep that that narrative going that churches are crooked and they don't care about saving souls and that it's now become such a business and it's all about greedy money hungry people and it just it just keeps that narrative going and why people say that's why I don't go to church and that's why I don't give and that's why I don't you know it just keeps that kind of thing going and I hate to see that because you know not all churches are are like that and 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 just to think like whoa like you know i come from a small church so i'm just thinking like wow i don't my church has been around 20 years i don't think they've seen six hundred thousand dollars in 20 years you know what i mean so just to think like wow like that that is um that is really something that that is really really something um but i'm following that one I, i'm on that one because i i gotta find out what's going on and if they're gonna treat it like they would if it was a black preacher because it had that been td jakes he'd already been called a crook and all of that and this story is very low on the radar i don't even know how i ran across it but it is very low on the radar and, and as far as like circulating in, in, in pop culture it's very kind of on a local level and I find that to be very odd because if it was a black preacher, it would be everywhere. So, um, you know, that just shows that that whole white privilege thing. But anyway, I digress. Uh, my last topic, though, and I was really battling with this topic because there's some new this, everything kind of took a turn from this person throughout the week. But um <laughs> Which we'll get to. But um, so Nick Cannon uh, had some nudes that well, a nude that leaked. Um, so to catch y'all up, of course, if y'all didn't know, like Nick Cannon has a, a talk show and um, I'm trying to choose my words because of the events that has taken place in his life. But, um, I, you know, I don't dislike Nick, Nick Cannon, but he's just so corny to me. Um, he just always brings like a cornball to me. Um, 
But anyway, so he's got a show, and I really wouldn't watch. I think I've watched one episode, and it was only because Kelly Rowland was on there uh, the other week. And so I pulled it up and watched that. And um, But he's been getting a lot of media attention because he's been wearing all these suits and everything, and the whole eggplant thing has been he's he seems to be a well-endowed man and his his print has been the topic of conversation for the last several weeks like all these pictures and close-ups and you know everybody just basically being like you know he got a big dick you know i hate to be so vulgar but you know anyway so everyone's been talking like oh i know why he's got so many kids and da, 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 and all that so it's just been a topic of conversation and laughing or whatever but it's brought a lot of attention to the show and so why i you know was at first was like oh my god like this is such a you know the first time your print is showing okay it's like all right you didn't really know but now it's like you know he's sitting his legs are wide open and he's kind of feeding into it without addressing it so i'm like okay handle your scandal get your ratings that's how you're gonna get them fine sex sales i get it no shame in that whatever but then we turn around and a nude leaks and um so <clears throat> that became, you know, a media frenzy that day earlier this week. So everyone's running around like, you know, with these funny posts like, hey, Nick Cannon, like, good morning to Nick Cannon and, you know, all of that. And, you know, of course, I saw it and all of that. And, I, you know, he represents for, for Nick's very well. I'll just leave it there. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, OK, I don't think it was an accidental leak. I think that was done intentionally to make more headlines to, you know, keep the momentum going with the for the show to get ratings for the show. Um, and um, I don't know. I just feel like in this point in your career, like I know six sales and all that, but I'm like, really, y'all being thirsty like that? Because I just I truly believe that I truly believe it was it was done on his team. And, you know, I don't know uh, who they are blaming for leaking the photo. I I didn't even really get that far. But, um, yeah, like I just I, I think that there was an inside job. I really do. I think Nick was totally aware of it and all of that. Now, things took a weird turn because literally, a few, I don't know, maybe a day later, maybe, maybe two. But um, right after that, um, unfortunately, his his newborn um, passed away. So things just took a really weird turn. So, you know, he addressed that on the show and, and it just. That's why I said I was conflicted about the story because we literally went from talking about this man's dick and in 24 hours it was like all these condolences have been given, you know, about his his son. And it, it it's just so sad. And I'm just like, oh, this is just that's why I mean, like this has been a ghetto week. Like it really has like things have just been so all over the place and so crazy. Um, so, of course, you know, our thoughts and prayers with Nick Cannon and his family Um but, yeah, that took a weird, twisted turn. So he's got a lot of media attention on him now. And, you know, I just hope that he stays strong because losing a, a child cannot be easy. Um, and, um, yeah, I just think things, like I said, things took a very weird turn uh, where everything was just kind of fun and games. And now it's 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 not so in a sense. That tragedy, of course, overshadowed kind of what I feel like was a publicity stunt. Um, 
And so that's that's interesting. But you know, shout out to Nick Cannon and like I said, I, I that's that's really sad. But that is all I have for the hot topics. I really kept y'all alone. This is a long ass podcast today. I'm so sorry. Um but I just had a lot to say and I've been I just I needed this for my damn self. Um, so we're going to get into one last thing. We're going to get into our little life class lesson and, uh, yeah, then we're going to wrap it up. All right. So today's life class, I wanted to touch on a, a specific topic that is very needed. Um, especially like I said, cause this has just been such a crazy week. Um, I wanted to talk about the importance of escapism and the, uh, Kind of formal definition of escapism is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. Um, And the reason I want to talk about it, I just feel like it was just a perfect thing that we have to learn that um, not all escapism is is bad i think when we hear about people escaping and escapism and things like that we think about drugs and alcohol and sex and you know overeating and uh uh, being uh what do you call that a a compulsive like shopper and things like that um but escapism can be very healthy um as long as you're choosing (laughs) healthy uh you know things to do and so right now, like I said, it's been a very tough week for me personally. And I realize that, you know, my go to has been what it has always been. And that is entertainment. You know, like this podcast, I, I wasn't going to do it at first. I was like, uh, I'll just get with them next week. But I thought, damn, Nick, you just started back, you know, so you can't already be like, you know, skipping weeks. And then I mean, that's how the last one crashed and burned. So I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to jump back on that train. And honestly, I get a kick out of pop culture and silly entertainment and and reality shows and um, and music. You know, music has been my my ultimate escape my entire life. Um, not to bring anything down, but I was really, really teased really bad when I was in middle school and high school. And um to the point where I mean I was it was it was bad. I that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I um what what was my escape was music. You know, I would come home and I was considered what they call a latchkey kid. So, you know, I would come home and I was by myself every day for like three hours at least. And um all I did was was sing and dance because I used to want to be an artist, which again, that's another conversation for another day. But, um, you know, I loved music and music is what really kept me, you know, outside of people praying for me that I know, you know, my grandmother's prayers and things like that. But I, I, escapism is very important to me. And, um, a lot of people are so serious now and I, we're we're so caught up in mental health and and just that journey and we everyone's all about you know meditation and affirmations and and just all this stuff all the time and taking all this kind of serious stuff in and all these hot buzzwords everything is toxic and everything is this and that and you know but 
at the end of the day, just some good old fashioned healthy escapism is really needed. If you love to read, I don't care if it's those remember those ghetto ass books like 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 Christopher Weber, I think is that his name? I don't, anyway, like um, just like I don't care what it is, like, you know, whether you like those like ghetto romance novels or whether it's, you know, autobiography, whatever. If you love reading, listening to music, whether it's watching love and hip hop or Real Housewives or whatever it is, um, whether you like to paint, cook. I also love cooking. I'm actually getting ready to cook in a minute, um, making some skirt steak tonight. But anyway, um those things are my escape. I love music and and food and, and cooking food rather. And um just those are my those are my things. That's my escapism. And I think that we really need to um do that more and find that good balance because everything can't be just this super hard self-help Oprah Ayala, you know, just all the time. You know what I mean? Like we and I'm really into that. Don't get me wrong. I really am. You know, I'm always watching some interviews or listening to podcasts of, you know, uh, spiritual healers and things like that, which is why I think my life is the way it is. But, um, you know, every now and then I just want to eat some hot Cheetos and watch Housewives of Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make me anything. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that we just need to really embrace that. Uh, we really need to embrace the power of escapism, you know, and like I said, it becomes a problem when it's you're drinking and smoking and having sex and all of that. Um, I, I thought about that when I was the other day, I was my music was on shuffle and Solange, um, her song Cranes in the Sky came on and I heard that song a million times. And for whatever reason, when I was listening to it, I was like, yo, like that that's so true you know the verses are a lot about you know what she tried to do she tried to smoke it away sex it away this and that you know and I just thought wow that that's so true we do a lot of that and that's a form of unhealthy escapism and I think we really need to find those so I challenge everybody this week to find those healthy escapes that you love you know what i mean whether it's some people are gym heads y'all love to go and work out and burn off all that negative energy like those things whether you like to you know take a jog or walk around the neighborhood or you know whatever it is whatever your escape is um do that you know even if it's social media you know if your escape is you know you spend an hour a day scrolling mindlessly on facebook and instagram and tiktok and all of that that's what it's there for and sometimes we get very judgmental on that about people it's like oh you know about people (coughs) excuse me people who are really into social media and that sort of thing yes there needs to be a healthy balance but that's their form of escape you know so I'm not going to hold you along with that one, but I, I think I, I got the point across. But, yeah, find your thing that is your escapism. Embrace it. And no matter what it is, um, as long as it's healthy, you you continue to do that. So, um, But that's what I have for today. Again, I apologize for this being kind of long because I think we, we run pretty long today. I think I lied about the hour thing. I'll see once I start looking at stuff. But, um 
I, I I love y'all so much for listening. Again, y'all really showed me a lot of love for this first week's episode. I'm very happy that I came back, and um, I I'm excited to see uh, where it goes from here. Um, like I said, I really came back for the fun of it all. Um, but I do think I'm going to start doing some stuff with this again. Like I, I would love to do some live podcasts um, and have some guests for like live situations. Um, but anyway, um, again, I love y'all for listening. And until next time, cheers.